This podcast is sponsored by PICC, Florida's leading public adjusters for 22 years of handling residential commercial claims in Florida. Dealing with an insurance company when having a property loss can be discouraging. Let PICC encourage you and maximize your compensation. Please call us at 305-956-3666. Thank you guys for all your support. Can everybody hear me? Can everybody hear me good? Okay, wonderful. Guys, thank you for all your support. This class also in the success of my wife, Elisha Vanavam. And Bezrat Hashem, tonight we're going to talk about how to attract better things in our life. We're going to talk about the law of attraction. We're going to talk a little bit about astrology in a Jewish way. We're going to talk about consciousness. We're going to talk about really, really, I'm going to give you very, very clear instructions on how to, have, how to draw down better things in your life, soulmates, parnasa, etc. Have an open mind, guys. I know one thing about our Persian brothers, they're a little closed-minded. So I want you guys to just be open-minded a little bit. Remember, you get what you do in life. In order to have a better life, we need to change some things. Just have an open mind. Don't judge it. We're very modern here, but there's certain things, guys, that I think we can get the edge. I just want you to just think about this. I don't want the faces when I say about Shabbat, and they look like uh, Tisha B'Av over here. Nida maybe, no, not for me. I don't want you to say not for me because that doesn't work anymore. You understand? When you say it's not for me, in heaven they also say not for me also. See, when you say it's not for me, when you ask for a, for a prayer of heaven, not for me. That's the problem with the world. We have to have a very open mind. In LA, I know you guys are very thirsty. I know you're thirsty, but we need, but we need discipline, guys. And you know, if, you know, I'm not here, I don't travel seven hours to talk about BS. We're going to talk about real, real things to get you guys amazing, amazing insights. First, the first thing is Chut Reb Nachman Ben Fegem. Tomorrow also we have a class for singles. And thank God it's the first day of Nissan tomorrow, a huge day for singles. I think in LA you had to make a day, Rosh Chodesh Nissan. Anything else, I don't know if it would work. But it's an amazing day tomorrow night also for our singles class, God willing. Singles and relationships. It's very important if you want to track more things in life. I'm going to tell you the spiritual way. I'm going to tell you the way you normally see it. In order to attract more things in life, we have to do it in a blessed state, not a stressed state. It's extremely important. In order for me to attract blessings in my life, I need to feel more blessed and less stressed. A lot of times, what we're trying to do is we're trying to attract things but we feel, we feel a lot of lack. Anything that we attract in our lives, if it's coming from lack itself, it's not going to work. That's the one thing I want to explain to you, is how to get to that better state. I want you to focus tonight on less thinking and more thinking. If we know the difference between thinking and thinking, simple, same letters, what's the difference? Thinking is with an I. I... Myself, what am I getting? Thanking is almighty. A. So we can imagine what your life would look like if you did more thanking instead of le- and less thinking. I promise you, you would get everything you needed right now. But the problem is, we're doing very little thinking and a lot of thinking. And the thinking is getting you nowhere. There's times in life where you see things that are not working out. It's not to go figure it out with your brain and to chase it more. It's time to go into massive gratitude. And this is extremely important because thinking is with your head. Thinking is with your heart. When I feel blessed, when I'm grateful, when I'm thankful, that is the easiest way for me to attract everything in my life. The I focuses on me and what is too much of accumulation of thinking about self? Sadness, depression. When we go into thankfulness, we start elevating everything to our, our, our Creator. And that's the first thing I want you to think about today. How much thinking and how much thinking am I doing? And that ratio has to change dramatically. Because when you're in a state of abundance and you're in a state of gratitude, already things come to you. Whatever's meant to come to you is going to come to you. Of course, we're going to talk about Mazal and etc. or something else. 
But remember, without this shift in consciousness, people that are grateful, people that are joyful, they get things. They don't even ask for it. But people that are always thinking, why am I not getting this? Why is that person getting that? Why is that? Anytime you're comparing, you're jealous, envy, not only the Gemara says that if a person does, does not focus on what he has and he focuses on what his neighbor has, not only does he lose what he seeks, but what he has, he loses. So forget the law of attraction. You lose what you have. You lose what you have. And this is extremely important to understand this. We are the chosen people. We're supposed to walk around feeling blessed, believe it or not. I've always said that the, nice, the nicer the hotels I go to, the more miserable the people are. Sometimes the nicer the area codes I go to, the more miserable the people are. How come? How come? It's because joy doesn't equal money all the time. There's got to be something more in life than this, guys. There's got to be something more. Of course it's nice to have, but if it's, if it's always, I don't have enough. I'm always stressed. I'm always stressed. Then what's the difference if you get 20, 30, 40? You're going to be more things to be stressed about. And this is why the more you want things at a very, at a sad, in a sad place, that itself, wanting, blocks receiving. Extremely important. Just as if a person wanted to be liked by people, imagine somebody calling you up and saying, you know what, nobody invites me to events. Oh, let me go invite you right now. You don't invite people who are needy, or people that are very needy. Do you, do you pick up the phone? What do you say? Ugh. Because when people put demands on you, people put demands, people don't, don't, not only do they not get the demands, they run away from them. And this is where I'm gonna to explain to you, if you don't get this right, your whole life, you're chasing this. Then tomorrow, chasing this. I want that person to like me. And then I want them to track this. And at the end of the day, you are the, you are the cause of the problem. Because where it's coming from, it's not a good place. This is why our sages tell, tell us that our job is really, really to go into gratitude. And gratitude will get you exactly what is meant to happen for you. Now, it doesn't mean you're going to be a billionaire tomorrow because that could not be good for your soul's purpose. Gratitude gets you and being blessed gets you into the greatest state of receiving. Because you're no longer chasing it, you're attracting it. When we do the work in our lives and we do our spiritual work and we become happier, we attract things in our lives. When we're miserable, stressed, and self-centered, all we're attracting is cortisol. You're not getting any kalim, you're not getting any vessels. And I keep on saying, the guys, guys come to me, I need to get married. But right now, she's not, she doesn't wanna go out with me. She doesn't wanna go out Why would she, people want what they can't have. They don't want things they could have. And when you become desperate, you're showing that I'm not enough, I don't have it, therefore I'm desperate. Nobody wants to deal with the desperate salesman. Will you agree? Yeah. The desperate salesman hasn't sold anything the whole day. He comes up to you, let me, sir, you want to turn the jacket on? What, what size is it? You, leave me alone, leave me alone. So you have to understand that sadness brings desperation. And all you're going to attract is lemons. You will not attract anything good in your life. Not only that, but it'll, the pain itself is going to force, is going to get you into other problems in life. And we need to understand that this is why, if you're really, really the master of finding, even find, having a happy marriage, is being happy. It's not for. Imagine if I'm depending on my spouse to be happy, so I can be happy. Imagine if I'm depending on somebody else or something else to happen. So it's very simple. Condition states. Bring conditions. Conditions don't bring states. This is why the Pasuk says, through joy you will go out. It doesn't say when you go out, you will have joy. See the difference? You're forced to have, to force, you're forced to believe, to take a leap of faith. You're forced to think greater than you feel. And then when you do that, that causes an arousal from above, from below. And it causes a miracle from above. I'm going to talk about exactly how to do that today from Rabbi Levi Yitzhak Pradisha. So this is an area of your life you have to ask yourself. What area of my life am I not succeeding in well? And you'll see, and you'll see what's happening. And you'll see there's, a, there's low self-esteem there. There's a, there's, a, there's a demand there. 
and you're frustrated because you're not getting it because you're chasing it in the wrong way. And, and if you understand this game of consciousness, you can get everything in life that's good for you. Doesn't mean everything in life you should get. You'll get everything in life that's good for you. This is what we're going to talk about that. And this is why spirituality, the difference today, if you look at the, the crisis today of, of either, either marijuana or porn or, or, or any form of drugs today, is the difference is people are not expanding their consciousness. All people are doing is altering their consciousness. And there's a big difference between altering your consciousness and expanding your consciousness. Let's say, for example, I have anxiety, right? And I feel the reason why I have anxiety is because I'm self-centered, I'm worried about people are going to think about me, and I'm worried about what that person's going to say, and maybe I'm going to look stupid. So what happens? I take three or four drinks, the anxiety's gone, I feel, like number, I, feel like, uh, I feel great, I'm social, I'm talking to everybody in the party, and it's like everything's gone. So what happened is you, you altered your consciousness, but after the party's over, you're still feeling the same person who you were. Where expansion of consciousness, you're asking yourself, why do I care so much about people in the room? Why do I care so much about this person? Why do I care what they say? If I love myself, I don't need validation from other people. That expands your consciousness. Through, through prayer and learning, we expand our consciousness. The other ways, all we're doing is putting a pause button on our problems. You're putting a bandage on a bullet wound. That's all you're doing. We never get anywhere in life. So what happens? We have to legalize marijuana. We have to legalize what? Drugs and heroin tomorrow? Because everybody's not getting the picture. Everybody wants to run away from pain and not grow. You just want to legalize. Just legalize everything. Just make life so mediocre that people don't have to work on anything. And that's what's happening today. So all you're getting today is a lot of enabling. It's okay. You don't have to do it. You don't have to work. We'll enable it. We'll make everything kosher for you. But nobody's growing. And guess what? Relationships take a hit. Because if you're not in touch with yourself, how in the world can you be in touch with somebody else? If you don't even know what you want, how can you know what they want? So this is where the deep work really happens. And the, avoiding the pain is what's causing more pain. So any form, this is why it's so important, I'm in the addiction world, any form of addiction that you're using in order to avoid dealing with yourself is a problem. Because all you're doing is alternating, not expanding. In order, our sages tell us, in order to go through a problem, you have to go to a higher level of consciousness and then deal with the problem at that level. You can never fix a problem on the level it is. For example, let's say you have a fear of something. There's no medication that's going to help you without the fear. If you don't start learning to trust, then all you're doing is walking around with fear. But when you raise your consciousness to trust, I look at the same problem completely different. And that's the work today. You look at a relationship with two people are fearful. What, what do you think is going to happen? They're going to say, one, any, anything's going to happen. They're going to put a wall and say, it's not for me. I'm afraid of this. I'm afraid of that. I'm afraid of this. It's like saying, I'm afraid of Gavin Newsom coming to Florida, God forbid. <laughs> that will never happen. So these fears end up becoming reality. Do you understand? These fears end up becoming our reality. But remember, guys, half of the problem is not even the problem itself. Half of the problem is how you're approaching the problem. That is, that is the problem. It's not really the problem. Because every problem is a chance for growth. It's how are you approaching this issue? How are you approaching this situation? How am I approaching this soulmate situation? How am I approaching this money situation? How am I approaching this validation issue? That is the problem. If you don't fix it at that, then all you're doing is just, it doesn't matter if it's a new guy, a, new, a desperate salesman, if you have a Chinese customer, American customer, it's the same thing. What's the difference? It's still the desperate salesman that is, is demanding, therefore he's not going to receive. And this is extremely important that when we're stuck in our lives, when we get stuck in any situation, we can't think about it. We have to go into gratitude because gratitude gives you the awareness of why you're going through that situation. You have to pause the mind on the, on the mind, and get out of the I, and get into the A. 
Get into the Almighty, creator of the world. What do you want from, my, from me in this situation? There's certain things in life that can give us an edge in life. And there's certain things in life that if we don't do them, unfortunately, we lose our protection. You guys often hear my podcast about astrology and etc. The reason why I talk about it is because very, very few people are above the stars. Technically, we're supposed to be above the zodiac. Above. We're not supposed to be dependent on signs. We're not supposed to be dependent on this. But guess what? The Arizal says, he says, when a person does not work on his soul state, he's not connected to the Torah, he says, from the time that the Torah was given, this is from the Zohar, good source, I think, the Israelites were withdrawn from the rulers of the stars and constellation. They didn't get affected by them. Had no effect on them. However, if one does not follow, if it's not connected to the Torah, he returns to the stars. He returns to the mazalot of the stars. He gets downgraded. You had you had ashkacha prati. You had divine supervision. No, not for me. Okay, no problem. You were sitting in first class, business class. Now you're going to go to coach. You have coach supervision. So what does this mean practically? What does this mean practically? It means that there's certain things that you could do in life to get you a little bit of the edge. And if you don't do these things, it's not that God's forcing you to do it. Mitzvot are, are a favor for you. It's not a burden. But the problem is if you don't decide, because maybe it doesn't match the lifestyle, whatever 90210 lifestyle, whatever, whatever we got going on here, right? Then we fall under the stars. And that's a problem. Because then you're just as good as any Joshmo in the room. Or, or in, the, in the world, you're no better. That means Mazal comes from a very, very high place. But as Jews, we could change it. We can actually make it for the better. And we could change, we could change the Mazalot. A person could change his Mazal. Where it's not available in many nations. Person can have mazal and be very rich because it's above nature. But how in the world can I get to a position where I also can get that edge? And you, where do you know this? You know this exactly from where? The Greeks. The Greeks, what did they want to do? Just like the Colosseum we have in LA, they have their own Colosseum. The Greeks wanted to do three things to knock people out. Because he says, listen, there's seven planets. Three of them are not favorable. That means three, three planets can have a very, very negative effect on a person. Okay, and again, my source, this is from the Ariha Kadosh. These are from our sages. He's saying there's four planets, three planets that have a very negative effect. The first one, is, this is from the Meorinayim, Saturn, Mars, and the Moon. That means these, these three planets have a negative aspect. Saturn represents Shabbat, Saturn. The Greeks purposely told the Jews, listen, I don't care if they learn Torah, as long as they have no connection. If they have a connection, then we have a problem. Like I said before, you could be Jewish, but not have the Shekhinah on you. Okay? You could be Jewish, but it doesn't mean you have the divine connection. You're not connected to the divine. It doesn't mean just, just because a person is Jewish. Just like you can go to a Jewish school or a school for Jews. Doesn't mean anything's going on in those schools after that. But what, it, what he's saying here is if there's four, three things that the Greek says, you could do anything... But you can't do these three. Brit Milah, you can't let them keep Shabbat, and they cannot have Rosh Chodesh. These three things. Because what the Greeks feared, that if they had these three things, the Jews would be able to, their Mazal would shine for them. Instead, he took, they took them out. So he says, listen, we don't care. They're not going to keep Shabbat. They're not going to keep the Brit. They're never going to change ever. So what's the difference if they learn? What's the difference if they study? 
They're not going to go anywhere. They're not going anywhere. So in our lives practically, and again, I think I have enough experience with this. I've been doing this for about 23 years. I'm doing it in a very modern way with very modern language. But what's happening is there's certain mitzvot that you could do to change your luck. And I don't think there's a person in this room that doesn't want to optimize their blessing. Do we agree? Because one thing is being, one thing is, you know, the single thing, as long as I get married, life is going to be great. <laughs> Wait until marriage comes. That's, that's a whole different time. That's round two. Like Creed 1, Creed 2, Creed 3, that's, that's a, there's another sequel. Then the kids, it's just one thing after the other. But without having open communication, without having spirituality in a marriage, it looks like a boxing match. It's the battle of the egos. Who's right, who's wrong. So it doesn't mean because I'm married, that's it, I'm good. I still need the Shekhinah, the divine presence in my house, in my life. So the Greeks wanted to get rid of these three things. What does that practically mean for us? If you took, look at the, the Christians, the Christians took, they observed Sunday. Because Sunday represents the sun. It's a very lucky day, sun. The sun, they got the energy from the sun. The, 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 the Arabs, they worship Friday. Because Friday is connected to Jupiter. And why would, because they didn't want to touch Saturday. Why? Because Saturday is a bad day, mazal-wise. Saturday represents Saturn. Saturn would be a very negative month connected to Capricorns, which leads to sadness and depression. The energy of Capricorn, the energy of Tevet. But the Jew says, what's the difference? We'll take Saturday, because we're above the stars. We turn the worst day into the luckiest day. We turn the worst day that the whole week gets blessed because of one day. We're above it. We're not under the stars. But if we don't take advantage of Saturday, then we just become like everybody else. And everybody else gets everybody else. So the reason why our sages told us that Saturday we can, Shabbat is a source of all blessings because we are above the stars in that. And that connects you to faith, etc. That's why the Greek says, you can do whatever you want, just don't keep Shabbat. Do whatever you want. I see them announcing Shabbat here. It looks like they're announcing for uh, funeral services over here. <laughs> it sounds like the Shabbat guys. Uh, it sounds like a, maybe she misunderstood it or maybe the speaker didn't have. I'm going to give the benefit of doubt. Shabbat is the source of all blessings. What, what do we not understand? Otherwise, you become just like the Greeks. You, that's it. You have Saturn. That's your day. They used to, Saturday used to be such a bad day People used to call it Black Sabbath. People would die on that day because the energy was so bad. We were the band Black Sabbath. Where do you think it came from? And the Greek says, if they don't keep Shabbat, don't worry, they're not going to do anything. They're not going to grow. Everything's going to stay the same. See, you should know from your enemy exactly what your enemy wants. You should know exactly what your... And don't think Greeks. Greece is today. It's the modern day what we're dealing with, guys, in life. What do you think we're dealing with? <laughs> This is the Greece today. You got the Colosseum here. No, no difference. What's the next thing they said? You cannot circumcise them. No Brit Milah. Why? Because if, you, if a person keeps the Brit, he's above, he's, he's connected. And the woman, they couldn't keep Nida. Because again, if you don't have Nida, you don't have Shemar the Brit, you lose family purity. That relationship is going nowhere. Why? Because it's connected to Mars. Mars, the negative aspect of Mars, is anger. Mars is not a good month. It could be channeled for the good, but if it's not, it becomes a negative month. It has a negative effect. We try to channel it. We're taking the same thing and we're living above it. So women, when they keep Nida, they their marriages can do better because they, they're not under the influence of Mars itself. When a man keeps his Brit, his mazal changes. That's why motzi zilavata, mazal. His mazal changes. And what happens when your mazal change? Everything goes in flow. Mazal means to flow. 
You know, how many times do we say, things are not flowing? It's the mazalot that's not flowing. We need to open up the mazalot. We don't need to find new jobs. <laughs> we need to find the mazalot. We need to do something to reconnect us. And the last one is Rosh Chodesh. They said, no Rosh Chodesh. Because Rosh Chodesh represents renewal. What the Greeks wanted you to do is they wanted you to live in a circle. How are you doing? Same thing every day. There was no concept of... The Greeks wanted you to believe what happened in the past is going to happen in the present and you can't do anything about it. What is Rosh Chodesh? The opposite. What does Rosh Chodesh represent? Renewal. Every day I can renew myself. Every day I can renew myself. That is the energy of Rosh Chodesh. Where I could say, God rechanged the world tomorrow, my relationship can get better tomorrow. My marriage can get better tomorrow. My parnas can get better. It's the hope of renewal. They said, no, no Rosh Chodesh, you can't do that. But you can do everything else. You can do everything else but those three. You should learn from those three how they knew how to manipulate the mazalot and they knew nothing's going to flow for them. Therefore, give it to them. They're not going to do it. They're going to become just like the, the Hellenists. And little by little, it's going to be over. And that, guys, is the story of our lives. I hate to make it so blunt today. But there has to be something else here, guys, that you have to think about. You're not letting the flow. Now, I understand you could struggle with Shabbat. You could struggle with keeping the bread. But if you want openings, you have to sacrifice a little bit. I mean, you're taking days where it's the, blessed, the best day of the week, where you have the most chances of blessing, and you don't have to do anything. No, I want to work. I want to work. I want to be busy on my phone. The whole purpose of life is to be free, not to be a slave. That means if we cannot live one day without the stupid phone in our face, we're not free. We are not free, by the way. Being free means I don't need anything. I am in presence. I'm in the moment. And the reason why people eat, they have to take a picture of the food. You can't eat and digest. You can't even eat and that you have, somebody has to see it, approve the picture of the phone. You can't even eat without somebody giving you a like. That's not enough anymore. Tomorrow they're going to do pictures of people in the bathroom. I mean, when they flush, what's next? Guys, we're suffering from a lack of presence. There's no presence anymore, guys. Nobody's in the moment. Nobody's in the moment. There's no moments. Relationships, this one's on the phone, that one. Kids, phone, this one. There's no, we're losing relationships, guys. And this is why we're in such a crisis relationships. When there's no presence. If you're not present, how could you have a relationship? There's no relationship. What are you doing? Busy chasing. What are you doing? Busy, busy, busy. What are you busy doing? I don't know, I'm just busy. So you wonder why relationships take such a hit today and why we're in the world that we're in today. So you should just that effect itself that you should say, hey, you know what? Maybe let me open mind. You know, if I'm about to get married, let me consider this Nida thing. Even Andrew Huberman's telling you the odds are better when you keep Nida. There's more excitement in the relationship. Why are we so against? Why do we think we know everything? Why do we think? Because our parents told us? What do they know at the end of the day? They know everything? They don't. I always say, a Persian mother sometimes, they throw more red flags than in a soccer game. <laughs> How about this girl? Red flag. I said, you, if you would be in the World Cup, there would be no World Cup anymore. Everybody would be out. You can't build families on judgments. Everything's no, no good, no good. Too much judgment. Not even the referees, at least the third. Yellow card, this red card, red card, no good. We've got to open up, guys, we've got to open up. We're not dinosaurs anymore. You have to understand today, judge less, open up. It's extremely important. I cannot tell you how many marriages I have personally seen, beautiful couples screwed up by parents. Screwed up. And now the girl's 38. First was 31. So this is real stuff. We're not, guys, there's no more blockbuster moments here anymore. There's no more blockbuster tapes. You see blockbuster tapes? 
Things change. You have to be more open-minded. You have to be more accepting. We're not telling you to go marry Moroccan tomorrow. But I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I love Moroccans. But be more open-minded. Too much judgment. I said, if I get it through with your parents, that's it, he can make, oh, he's not going to get through the parents. It was easier for me to get to Uman from Moldova than to get you guys approved. So this is the problem, guys. The problem in our lives is when, when ego and kavod become the number one thing that you're pursuing, everything else is going to take a hit. Because we're supposed to be here to give kavod to God, not to give kavod to ourselves. And the more you want kavod for yourself, the more God's going to say, I'm not interested in this person. Because you're here, you are not God, you don't need the kavod. God needs the kavod. But we're running our lives on how am I going to look, how am I going to be, not on what do I need to do, what's best for me, what's best for her. What's best versus how is this going to look for me? And you have to understand, this is going to destroy Anytime that ego is running the, sh the program, ego is edging God out. So you have to understand, just like in marriage, if we're going to go to marriage and be judgmental, and gee, this is not for me, judgmental, judgmental, we have no marriage. Anybody who has any kind of successful marriage will tell you one thing, sacrifice, how much did you change? And if they did that, there's a smile. If they didn't do that, there's resentment. It's sacrifice. Because we understand that the goal in life is to give kavod to God, not to give our kavod. Because the more I seek my kavod, the less it's going to come to me. It's going to run away from me. Validation, the more you need honor, etc., nobody will give it to you. Or say, just tell us, very simple. The one who needs kavod, he will not get kavod, it will run away from him. And one who doesn't run after kavod, all the kavod runs after him. So this should give you, it should give you a little bit of a what in the world am I here in this world for? To give kavod to my creator. To lift the shechina off the ground. That's what I'm here for. I'm not here, and this is why people are so miserable, guys. This is the reason why. Because the ego, there's never enough. There's never enough. Never enough this, never enough this, never enough that. But once you start recognizing you're in a, you're in a soul state, you don't, you don't, you don't chase it, you, you attract it. Even to the point where we're about to celebrate Passover, that the Jews left Passover with great wealth. You know why? It was given to them. They didn't ask for it. It was given to them. Everything in life will be given to you if you are in the right state. If you work on yourself, you don't have to do everything else. That's the hardest thing in life. It's to work on yourself to get to Simcha. That's why Simcha is the hardest. Being happy, Rav Nachman said, is the hardest of all devotions. All of them. It's the hardest one. But once you get there, the work is over. Because now, things, things just come to you. Relationships with kids get better. Relationships with spouses get better. But an unhappy person, and you need to understand something. It's very simple in life. If you do not decide to be happy, nobody or no place or anybody can make you happy. And if you decide to be happy, nobody can make you miserable. It's the bottom line. It's not people. Nobody, if you decide, if I'm making a decision to be happy, nobody can make me sad. But I also, if I don't want to be happy, nobody can make me happy either. It works both ways. And we really need to understand that. But one of our ways to get happy is being connected. Being connected to things in life. Believing will give you happiness. When we get too stuck on, on oh, not for me, I'm not going to change. Not for me. This is not for me. Okay, not for you. Not for me either. Not for anybody. So nobody gets anything. Who wins? The ego. And we need to understand how much it's costing us. We just need to understand how much it's costing us. I want to give you guys a beautiful, beautiful article. Or beautiful Torah from Levi Yitzhak of Berdichev. So we know God has many names. He has, he has a name called Yudke Babke. That's the most common name that we all go by. And that name represents the numerical value of 26, which re represents the numerical, represents love. In that name itself, God is, He was, 
the name Havaya Hoveye and Ihiye. He was, he is, and he will be. What that name is telling you is God is above time and place. Sometimes we think a miracle has to be in a certain place, in a certain time. If the higher level of consciousness you're in, time doesn't even exist. Time only exists when we're very, when we're small. That means when you're feeling happy, time flies. Time, you're in a good day, time flies. You're in a bad day, time takes forever. Correct? If you're connected to, 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 to spiritually, time won't bother you. But if not, you're going to think this is going to be forever. So what he's saying here is any salvation that we have is already there. It's already there. That means God gives us all a specific lack. A marriage, financially, etc. He gives us lacks in our lives. But how in the world do I bring that in? I mean, if something already exists, how do I physically bring it in the, from the future into the potential? And what he's saying here, we wait for our salvations. God exists above time. Brother Levi Yitzhak Bredichov says, faith. Faith is a channel for all bounty and blessings. When a person has faith, what he does is he draws the, the future into the present moment. So any situation where you're dealing with in life, your job is not to figure it out. Your job is to believe in it. You understand? Your mind is always going to tell you what's wrong. But if you walked around with faith, this is why I always say, don't fake it till you make it. Faith it till you make it. When you faith it till you make it, you believe that you're worthy of receiving that blessing. And many of us don't do this because we don't believe that it's going to work. So we'd rather not try. So this is where you see today that so much of a problem we have with faith. Because we're so scared to do it because we fear we're going to be let down. So we don't do it. And he's saying here, he's saying, there's a Pesach that says, Master of the world, your promises have already been fulfilled, but they only exist in a realm of potential. It's already promised. The couple meeting together, it's already promised it's going to happen. But they have to believe in it. It's not that you're not getting the opportunities, it's you don't believe in the opportunity. Because if we have not surrendered the fear, if we not surrender the the, I don't believe, the unworthiness, then what happens? You're going to say, it's not going to come in. And that's the problem today. We're struggling today believing in things. We're struggling to believe in it. We'll believe in fake news. That we'll believe in. But you won't believe in the ability that you could draw something down. This is why I specifically always say, throw parties to celebrate in advance. That is called being bold. When you could say, I believe it's going to happen, I'm going to go buy a wedding dress, and I'm going to act like a bride. Then it comes. What's so, what's so funny here? What's so funny about faith, guys? Why are we so stuck? I can go down the hall, people in the street, and they'll say hallelujah, but you guys, oh, I don't know it's going to work. You understand the problem, guys? You have to believe, you know, there's a, I can't do, I can only, Make you believe in yourself, but I cannot create the miracle for you. But when I see the faith, yes, you have to believe in the power of faith. I've used it thousands of times. That means when you believe something to happen, why would God not want to give it to you? Think about why would God not want you to be married? Why would God not want you to do it? Because you have a vision of your creator as stingy. You have a vision of your creator as stingy. He's denying me. So you know what? If he's denying me, I don't want to bother him. Believe it or not, just like a little video game, you have a vision that he's stingy. So you know what? I'd rather not do it. This is living in a low consciousness. When you live in a low consciousness, you start, you think like that. Just like you ask a friend, hey, you need a job? Yes, okay. You want a job? Okay, I have one for you tomorrow. Oh, I don't do that. No, no, I don't do that. <laughs> but you just said you needed a job. Oh, no, this I don't do. Okay, let me give you another job. What time does it start? I have to pray all of a sudden in the mornings. I don't do that either. I need later. 
So you, what, do you want to jog from 1 to 2 in the afternoon and just do nothing else the whole day? The guy says he wants a job, but he doesn't want a job. Do you understand the problem? He's saying, I want a job, but he doesn't believe he wants a job. He doesn't, he just, he has to say it so he doesn't look stupid to everybody. When you say you want to get married, you'll open up your heart. You'll open up your heart. You'll, you'll say, uh, because marriage means the gift. When you say you want better marriage, you'll judge less. You have to, the way it works in heaven is things don't come to you. You have to make a move, and in heaven, they also move. That's the way it works, guys. It doesn't work arousal from on high. It works an arousal from below. Now, Nissan, it does give you that arousal from on high. That means next month, you do get, that, you do get things, miracles, without you doing anything. But that's only a very short time. Nissan, you do get miracles from on high without any arousal from below that much. But this is where you have to ask yourself, what are, you going to what are we going to change? When am I going to take one day to day one? When? When are we going to say, I want to, you know what? I'll pick one from the list. I'll decide to live a life of presence. I'll try, you know what? I'll try Shabbat. Even try Shabbat for four hours, five hours. But don't say it's not for me. Every time I hear the word not for me, I click the phone. Click. Click. Oh, no, no signal. Not for me. This phone calls going nowhere. Oh, I lost battery. Not for me either. Because nothing happens in life without sacrifice or change. And you guys have seen that already. You've seen that already. It's not something new that I don't know. But you have to be open-minded that if you want to live above the zodiac, you want to live above you want the mazal to flow, then you got to do something. You got to do something. Why do you think with the guys that talk about 40-day challenges, 40-day challenges all day long? Because the mazal is not working. I'm working with 10% mazal. What do you want to happen if I'm working with 10% potential? If I'm working with 10% potential, what are the odds of getting into getting him converted to, to his wife? But if I get him to 70% potential, then we have a shot. But I'm going to waste my time with 10% potential when I know it's going to 9 out of 10 not work out? This is why I'm stressing so much about this. Because I know it's not going to work out. So what am I going to waste my time? But you have to be open-minded. You have to be open-minded. All of these things are there. It's all there. But you have to really, you have to connect. And this is what, when you have faith, we were created according to Rabbi Nata. He says the whole purpose of existence is for you to have faith. That's the whole purpose of this existence. is for you to come into this dark world and think greater than the current circumstances. That's what you were created for. To be able to rise above life. Heavy life, live a light world in a heavy life. This is what faith allows you to do. It allows you to see beyond the current situations and said, you know what, there's got to be a silver lining here. I'm not seeing this right. I'm just going to go into faith. It, it makes you completely lose control of what you think you know and, when you, and the people that are vulnerable and have that relationship with their creator, they are seeing miracles and miracles and miracles because they believed in it and they, and they recognize that their sea is going to split only when I go cross it. It's not going to split. It's not going to split by itself. Because otherwise, what in the world is the purpose of you being here? What is the purpose if you have no faith? What is the purpose? If you already have no job to do in this world, but to sit there, collect rent, and what else do you have to do here? So we get situations in our life that are very dark, problematic situations, where we're forced to be in a higher state, and that's what brings down the blessings of faith. This is why that is the major work today, is believing. It's not even doing, it's believing. It's so hard to get people to believe. And guys, we are in a synagogue here. We're talking about belief. We're not in a jail. We're in a synagogue. And, uh, no believing. <laughs> Do you understand, guys? This is what happens when we fall from our spirituality. We just get stuck like everybody else. And there's no difference between your mazal. So you don't live above the zodiac. You live just like everybody else.
And if there's a 60% chance that you're going to get divorced, there'll be a 60% chance. But if you keep Nida, your chances go way up. Your chances go way up. If you keep Shabbat, your chances of being connected go way up. You want what you have to ask yourself. If you're a risk manager, you're about to get into relationships, you see what's going on out there. It's not like I'm telling you from you guys see it. How many how many YouTube videos are on you can't just be a Kabbalist and connect to the light without doing anything. Do you understand that very clearly? It's not just about connecting to the light. You need the vessel to create to the light. That means you need to create something. Connect to the light. Okay, maybe they forgot to pay the bill. There's no more light? You can't just connect to light without physically sacrificing and creating vessels. I hear too much about light, 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 light. I said, what light? <laughs> You need sacrifice, you need vessels. It's not the way it works. And this is where you guys need to understand. You have the ability to be above the stars. The moon is all about renewal. But when we don't believe in renewal, then what happens? You're going to get the same odds as everybody else. And this is a map of consciousness that I wanted to show you. If you look at the map of consciousness, basically... Everybody sees that, they can give a second so everybody can see it. You should also know that your level of consciousness is also your level of energy. Do you understand? Your level of consciousness is also your level of energy. That means your physical weakness, that means your body. The energy level you have is also based... Let me ask you guys, when's the last time you were living in fear? How much energy did you have those days? What happens to your body when you're living in fear? How about 50% less energy? Is that correct? Say, people, the studies are showing when a person's living in fear, he lives with 50% muscle weakness. Why? It's thinking. Thinking, you would have 100% energy. Thinking, 50% energy. So what happens in life is... We go through events in our lives, and whatever happens to our lives, if we don't have faith, we end up getting stuck in a certain level of energy. And that energy basically view is the way we view the world. Okay? Let's say you had a bad business deal with somebody. You got angry. You didn't have a muna. You said, you know what? God, I can't stand God. He made me lose this money on this deal. I'm angry. So what happens? Your level of energy is, you can see here, your level of energy is 150. Right? Now let me ask you a question. We don't have to be a genius to figure this out. But if I'm holding on to anger, how easy am I going to get upset over every little thing? Right? I could be in Starbucks, the guy could bring the wrong, he could put oat milk instead of coconut milk, and I'm going to go scream at him. I'm going to scream at the guy because he put the oat, oat, coconut milk instead of the oat milk. Because I'm such a vegan, right? <laughs> now let me ask you a question. Did that guy, what did the guy do to get... It's not that he was ang that the guy did anything wrong to get angry. Is He triggered already what he had inside. This guy's got ten, five years of anger. All he had to do is a little mistake and boom! He became an outlet. When we say, people stress me out, right? We often say that a lot. My husband stresses me out, my wife stresses me out, I'm always stressed out by these people. They're not stressing you out. You have stress, and they're just creating the opening so the stress can go out. You understand? They're opening the door. It's got nothing to do with them. So whatever happens in our life, if we don't have the right consciousness, then we're triggered all day long by people. And we say, that's who, he's the fault, he's the, he's the one that got me. He's the one that made me angry. <laughs> How could you be angry if you don't have anger inside of you? It's impossible. That means it's not possible. It's like me telling you, you know what? This guy gave me blue eyes today. What would you say if somebody told you, I can't believe what happened to me at the store, I got a blue eye. How could somebody change your eye colors? How could somebody go in your face and change your eye color? not possible.
But you say, oh, somebody got me angry at the store? I can't believe that. You're right. How did, what did he do to get you? It's almost as the same ridiculous thing as saying that. It's just as ridiculous as saying that I was angered by that person. The bottom line is what we're holding in life becomes manifested to the world and we say they're the ones that got me angry. Until you elevate your consciousness, that's your life. You view the world as anger. Now, what is your view of your creator when you have anger? Vengeful. What is your emotion? Hate. What is your process? Aggression. So living in the past, the problem with living in the past, or let's just take the, the most common one that majority of people, let's say you had a bad breakup, which is pretty common. I think the LA relationship, zero to 16, what? Six seconds, what is it? What's, hot, hot fat, hot starts have cold ends, guys. The hottest starts have the coldest ends. Remember that. You wanna develop a relationship, it's not a race. Because whatever starts fast, there's no vessel. It ends up very fast. So remember that. It's, it's to be a process. So for example, let's say we had fear in a previous relationship and we didn't work through it, okay? Now what happens if you show up to another relationship with fear? Right? What are you going to think? Are you going to trust the person or not? You're going to fear what? Abandonment. You're going to fear rejection. You're going to fear withdrawal. So what are you going to do to make up for it? You're going to ask them, where have you been? Who are you talking to? Who are you speaking to? You're going to be CSI Miami. <laughs> and you're going to all of a sudden drive the person so crazy, they're going to say, I can't deal with this. So you actually manifest exactly what happened. You understand? Yeah. So if you don't show up with trust in a relationship, what is the person who trusts? When I have trust in a relationship, what do I do? What's the first thing I do? What's the first thing I do? I create space. I don't need to, I trust you, I, I'm giving you space. I don't need to know who you are, who you're talking to, where you're talking to. It's not my business. You wanna cheat? It's your problem. I'll move on, because I know who I am. But if I have no trust, and I'm walking in with fear, my whole life will be a panic attack. You didn't get my text message? You didn't call me back in 10 minutes? Well, God forbid your battery can die and it's the end of the world? Or anything could happen, you could lose signal and you didn't answer back in 10 minutes, that's it? Cut, you're cheating on somebody? That's what it looks like. Or codependency. So it's extremely important on a conscious level that if we don't work on fixing and, and really working spiritually to hire our consciousness, then what happens, our relationships end up manifesting the exact same thing. And when you look at fear, the first thing people do when they have fear is they view life as frightening, they have anxiety, correct? And what's the process? They withdraw. What do they say? Not for me, I can't trust you. Not for me, do you understand the problem? It's not the relate, it's not the person, it's the, the consciousness of the relationship. If two people are walking in with trust, there's a good chance that that relationship is going to work out. But if one is going in there with fear, or one is going in there with, let's say, grief, or guilt, there's no way it could work out. Let's say you go into a relationship with guilt. Then you're gonna say, it's my fault, everything's your fault. My fault that I did this to you. My fault that, <laughs> there's no self. So you always apologize for no reason. And where does this come from? It comes from life gives you events, and if those events do not get processed and elevated through wisdom, that is who you become. So attracting things in fear, you're not gonna get it. Or let's say, for example, your, 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 your level of consciousness is pride, okay? If you show up, I'm gonna give you a two second example so you guys can understand this. Let's say somebody got into a car accident tomorrow, okay? A person with shame is gonna say, you know what, life is horrible anyway, they'll leave the car on the road. A person with guilt is gonna say, I got into an accident because I did something wrong, God's punishing me. Automatically, he'll say that. Let's say the guy's living with apathy. Who cares about life? I don't need a car, I don't need a job, I don't need anything. His apathy, I don't need anything, who cares? 
Nothing's mean as anything anyway. Let's say you're living with grief. What are you going to say? Life is a big accident. Let's say you're living with fear. What are you going to say? Oh my God, my insurance is going to go up. My insurance is going to go up. I'm going to get canceled. I'm not going to have a car. I'm going to have to move out. Blah, 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 blah. How about if you're living with desire? What are you going to say? I'm going to sue this guy for 200 grand. I'm going to sue this guy. Because you're, you're, the way you think about it is, this is a chance to make money. Right? They do this in Miami. I don't know if they do this in LA. Oof. Miami, they milk the cow into the cow's dead already. Let's say you're living with courage. You're going to say, it's only an accident. Life will move on. You're living with neutral and trust. You're going to say, everything's for the best. It could have been worse. Reason, joy. The bottom line is you'll view the same accident completely different. But it's not the accident that makes the difference. It's how you view the world that makes the difference. Accidents come. Relationships come. How come one guy is resilient and another guy has just given up on life? What's the difference? It's his consciousness. And we have to grow our consciousness through prayer and study. And the way we do this is by letting go. The more you let go, Letting go is surrendering with wisdom. Recognizing everything's for the best. Quitting is surrendering without wisdom. You see the difference? Quitting means I'm surrendering without wisdom. When you say, I'm sick of dating, I'm sick of this, you're basically saying, I quit. You're quitting with no wisdom. Letting go means there's a bigger picture that I don't understand, and I have to let it go. I have to close the door for another one to open. That is the difference. This is how you get to raise. So if you live with trust, what happens? Your relationships go well. In business, if you live with trust, you can take chances in business. You're not afraid to lose all the time. If you have trust, you, you, everything's a relief. You don't, you're not afraid. You're, trust means I'm challenged. Fear means I'm threatened. And the difference is, you'll have tremendous success in every area of your life where you have trust. In every area of your life where you have fear, you won't see success. Because you'll be too busy withdrawing. And, but this is not, without spirituality, what a psychiatrist is going to diagnose you with this? You, you need to do work. So the more spiritual we have, the more connected we are, the higher the consciousness we, we go to, the better our lives become. Because we view life not on life's lens, we view life on my lens, which is priceless. Because I can decide what life looks like based on Amuna versus life on life itself. And this is where without raising your consciousness, you're going to get what you've always gotten. Because this is exactly why our Creator puts us through so many tests over and over. Why does he do this to us? He's picking on you to give you attention to say, don't you see the same problem over and over again? Don't you see the pattern over and over again? Over and over again? Don't you see that when you're telling me this relationship is, is toxic, that relationship is toxic, this one's toxic, can everything be toxic? Or maybe you're just taking things way too damn personal. And this is a problem. Because if we don't change on a conscious level, and consciousness in Hebrew is called dot. And our sages tell us something very simple. If you have dot, you have everything. You have perspective. If you don't have dot, you don't have anything. And your level of handling a challenge, well or not, is how, what consciousness you're living in. Now what people do today, they want to skip the process. You know what they want to do? They want to take drugs. So what does drugs do? All of a sudden, I go from a 40, a 50 level of energy to all of a sudden love. People in ecstasy. Oh, who wouldn't want to go from 30 to, uh, I don't know, 540 in one minute? 
then guess what? Who wouldn't? How could you tell them not to take it? You're feeling shame, and next thing, two minutes later, you're on top of the world. What is happening? How did that person get to love? You know what drugs do? Is they block the ego. They block the ego. That's why people are obsessed with them. But guess what? After easy come, easy go. You didn't earn it. The whole point of therapy is going back to that place of love where you don't need anything because you're already there. So with fixing an addiction, with shame, it's not going to happen. And this is why we have to do so much shuva because we're always climbing up the higher levels of energy. And then when you can climb up the higher level of energy, everything changes in your life. So if you want, I can take some questions on these concepts. Are we good? Yeah. Yeah.